You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So more Seattle residents selling their homes, leaving the area. This is what Como News is saying in this article. And I think a lot of people are thinking, why aren't more people leaving Seattle? You've got a crazy city council with some crazy city council members. We've seen how Looney Tune that show is. We've got a mayor who's made some really questionable choices and had some events here, including Chop slash Chaz, that have gone on kind of right as Seattle City residents are trying to live and get through a pandemic. Businesses are shut down, trying to reopen. We've got cases going up, got the governor changing things up. And all of this stuff happening in Seattle is really kind of putting a highlight on the city and not in a good way. You've got the city of Seattle saying, let's defund the police by 50%. You've got that whole issue going on. You've got the massive taxation of wealthy businesses, tech businesses like Amazon, Amazon leaving Seattle, Amazon people, Amazon employees leaving in droves, businesses leaving in droves. So I think you'll see more and more stories about Seattle area residents selling their homes leaving the area and moving on. I know businesses are already doing it. I've talked to business owners. I've had business owners call me and say, hey, this is whomever used to do business with you guys, saw your podcast. We moved our business to Phoenix for this, this, and this reason. Couldn't be happier. Had to get away from the stuff going on in Seattle. Now, the thing is about moving to like a Phoenix from away from Seattle, you're not going to get the whole arguably the lifestyle package in those other areas. But you're also not going to have to put up with some of the leadership issues that I think most people would say are readily apparent and are ongoing. And it's going to take a while to fix. So you've got the mountains here, you've got the lakes, you've got the oceans, you've just got the, the temperate climate that you can operate in kind of year round. Whereas in places like Texas and Phoenix, those are pretty hot. And even California, and I think a lot of people are moving out of California. I know I was uh, reading some stories on Joe Rogan yesterday. And uh, the rumor is that he's buying a house in Austin, Texas. And it's truly just rumor at this point in time. But did you know that his podcast averaged between forty dollars and $70,000 for him in income per episode? That's what I was reading. Is that true? I could see that based on uh, revenue streams through the various podcast platforms. And also you've got YouTube and a bunch of other stuff. I don't think he sells merchandise or anything like that. And I know he certainly doesn't do a Patreon type deal that we've kind of looked into. But he's just selling straight advertising for his podcasts and doing incredibly well because he has millions and millions and millions of people watch him. And uh, he's got podcasts with four or five million views, some, some older stuff that's just nuts. I mean, it's crazy. And so there's a lot of changes going on. And I think you're going to see people moving specifically out of Seattle. And this is um, so more and more people are seeking to sell their homes and move out of Seattle, according to a newly released report, the report by Seattle based online residential real estate company Redfin found that the number of home sellers looking to leave the Seattle metro area has jumped to 13.7% compared with 12 or 11.2% at the same time last year. So not a big jump near there. But meanwhile, the net outflow of homeowners from Seattle has soared from 363 in the second quarter of last year to 6,007 
in the second quarter of this year, a jump of more than 1,500%. You've got an outflow going way up of Seattle people just, they're leaving. They're going somewhere else. They're, they're tired of putting up with this nonsense. So there are several reasons for the huge increase in homeowners seeking to leave Seattle in their rearview mirror, according to the report, among them. Let's look at the reasons that this article gives. Low mortgage rates and changes in what people want in a home are providing an incentive to people who are already considering a move to another area. Yeah, that's true. But then you've got to figure out your employment scenario. And so many jobs are here in Seattle. But are those jobs being moved elsewhere due to work from home or telecommuting? Maybe. Maybe that's changing more than we think it is. Second reason, more Seattle employers are offering flexible, here we go, remote work policies, which frees workers from having to live in this part of the country. It frees them because it's so repressive to live here. I don't think it's repressive. I think we're just kind of going through this time period of where we had the base of the city of Seattle has just gotten shellacked with a bad reputation. I think the only other um, place that's in a worse spot right now is Portland. And I went down there and um, shot some video, did a quick live stream. What a nightmare that six block radius of Portland has. And it's just really that area. The rest of Portland, it's fine. It's not in the suburbs. Like the hotel I stayed at, which was like four blocks away from where all the federal buildings are, which is all where all this secret police stuff is going on. By the way, there's no secret police. They're called Department of Homeland Security. They're called U.S. Marshals. And their job is to guard federal buildings. That's what's going on. As simple as that. They're not in unmarked cars. They might be driving a rental, but so what? Who cares? They're not snatching people off the streets and their uniforms. They've got a badge number on their shoulder. They've got what department they're from, Department of Homeland Security, FBI, whatever. And then on the front of their jerseys, they've got police. So it's not like there's these, these masked unknown assailants that are threatening our democracy. Absolutely not true. Silly. Well, let's keep going on here. A significant, so Portland, got to get your act together. You're on day, what, 56 of the violent riots. I refuse to call them peaceful protests because that, that was done long ago. Day 55 or day 56 of Portland's violent riots. That's where I'm going to go with that. A significant percentage of people are looking to, for, looking to move from the Seattle area to a more affordable market or closer to family. I believe that. And I also believe that there's a ton of people looking to retire, take their massive cash grab from equity in their home and go, you know what, my taxes here and living here and traffic, it's kind of a nightmare. I had a really good run with the equity in my home, but I no longer need to live here. And I've had those thoughts, but I've got a couple of businesses that are centered here, but I've had those thoughts, you know, I could really operate this from Maui where I spend a lot of time. I would spend a lot of time, but I can't fly in there without quarantining for 14 days, which I refuse to do. Go to Maui and sit inside your hotel room. They will arrest you if you go there and you don't quarantine. They've got a whole set of issues there as well. But I think people are looking to go to some place where they get more bang for their buck with their housing. They're not in this area that's got these crazy politics going on. And it's just an affordable, more affordable cost of living. And they can work remotely. They can telecommute. Um, and it more fits their lifestyle. Whereas I think people have thought, hey, I got to be in Seattle because this is where all the jobs are. 
and companies have been, oh, we got to be in Seattle because that's where we're going to pull from the labor pool. This pandemic has shown that you can kind of, you can operate a lot of businesses wherever you are with a good internet connection, a hotspot, whatever, and uh, just kind of make things roll. All right, the last thing is, uh, the last reason, the coronavirus pandemic is preventing Seattle area residents from fully enjoying local amenities, which lowers the incentive to live here. I think that is a temporary, you're looking at a temporary situation there. It's not going to be forever that we can't get out and enjoy the great Pacific Northwest. I just did a podcast on the recent restrictions, what I call 1.75. And there's nothing in there that really restricts your ability to go out and, you know, do all the fun things that you want to do. You just can't do them in large groups. And let's be honest, a lot of people right now just aren't going out in general because it's like, uh, probably really shouldn't be around a ton of other people. Um, that's a no-go. Shouldn't probably really travel. Just kind of want to be on my own. So that's why there is a massive uptick in boat purchases, RV purchases, second homes, cabins, whatnot. That's what's going on. There's a big rush on that. And there's a, not, I wouldn't say a rush, but there's definitely a push to buying homes in markets where normally those markets are slow have a very slow absorption rate. But because you've got a lot of people going, I'm not taking a vacation this year. I'm not spending a lot of money on stuff because I don't really want to go shopping. It's kind of tough to go shopping. I'm just going to hunker home, hunker down home. Maybe I get an RV where I can control the bathroom. Maybe I get a boat where I can control the heads because they're called heads on a boat, not bathrooms, heads. And the bedrooms are on a boat are not bedrooms, they're staterooms. So you got to kind of, you know, you got to know your stuff. Port and starboard, left and right, um, bow and stern. Been learning a lot about that for no real reason, but we'll get into that later. So let's keep going here. As we enter the second half of the year, I expect more people to move from one part of the country to another as the pandemic continues to influence people's priorities and lifestyles, said Redfin economist Taylor Marr. The most popular destinations for those leaving Seattle are Phoenix, Arizona, Sacramento, California, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. I I understand the Phoenix, Arizona thing. That one makes sense to me. But Sacramento, California, no, that doesn't make any sense to me. They're in more of even more restrictive area. Um, Los Angeles, same thing. And Las Vegas, didn't Las Vegas just close down a bunch of stuff? I know they reopened their casinos, but they've had... uh, Nevada's had a ton of cases in the more populated areas. Um, the place I do see people leaving Seattle for is um, is Texas. That's what I hear all the time is Texas, Texas, Texas. And before this pandemic, if you would have said, hey, you should go live in Texas where my brother lives, um, lives in Dallas, then um, mailman just waved to me. That was nice of him. He's going to come in there and I'll say hi to him. Um, Dallas, Texas. That's where people are going. They're going to those cities. So I think it's just happening. I think that's just kind of where we're going to be. But there's still also, there's a ton of jobs here in Seattle. Let's not overlook that. And that's the reason that in basically most all of our housing markets here right now, we're sold out. I just sat, I'm going to point right over there. And for you on the podcast, I'm going to point like, four feet away where I had a chair set up and I sat with one of my brokers yesterday and we were looking through the MLS for areas that he could find housing up to 
I think his clients were looking at from between 600 and 800,000, which in a lot of areas of the country, that seems like a ton of money, and it is. But here in Seattle, that is like you are looking at, you know, a 2,500 square foot home in a good neighborhood, and you've still got probably a 45 minute commute into downtown Seattle, you've got a 45, you know, maybe half an hour long commute into downtown Bellevue, where I, uh, I've worked just outside of. Um, but you know, six, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand doesn't get you a super nice home. It's not a new home. New construction starts at nine hundred to a million in most markets. You know, maybe you've got some pockets a little bit further out that are seven hundred, eight hundred grand, but you're going to have a bigger commute in. That's just what it costs in a big city. And guess what? There's no inventory out there. Prices are not going to drop. Historically low interest rates are driving huge demand, and there's no supply. So you throw those two figures together, even though people are leaving and our rate is up, what percentage was it? 15%, a jump of more than 1,500%, sorry, not 15, 1,500%, the outflow. You've still got more demand here than you've got supply. So keep that in mind. I think my last market in a minute video where I kind of update the stats talked about um, we had less than a month supply and that's sold out. I keep talking about that. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about how our inventory here is sold out. But there's no homes on the market. That's essentially what it is. And when you do look at the homes that are on the market that have been on there for a while, there's something wrong with them. People don't want them. They've had a couple of pending inspections. Something's happened. There's something wrong with it. Maybe it's a bad roof. Maybe it's got you know, water leak, some water damage, who knows, it's got something on the inspection, or it's maybe it's on a busy road, it's got something that prohibits it from being sold multiple offers inside of a week, because that's normal for the Seattle market. And, you know, you could drive anywhere, even an outside hour outside of Seattle. And um, you've just got this red hot market. So um, we're going to keep going, we're going to finish out this article here. It's not a long one, but it's an interesting one, I think. Ironically, many home sellers leaving other US cities say they are viewing Seattle as a likely destination. What are they thinking? I don't want to bash on Seattle. And I am the Seattle real estate podcast. That's what we do. We talk about Seattle. But people have you seen what's going on in Seattle? It's been kind of tough. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I think the, the overriding factor is people still really like to live here. And let's be honest, most of the issues that we've had have happened in downtown urban cores. They haven't spread out to the suburbs, and that's where most everybody lives. So if you can, can keep the containment, like in Portland, you keep it to about a six-block radius downtown. Here in Seattle, it happened in CHOP. That was about another six-block radius. You keep this lawless environment with vigilantes or not vigilantes but uh the violent rioters you keep those people contained to about a six block radius and then when things really hit the fan that's when you send in and clear them out and by really hit the fan that here in seattle meant that the violent rioters went and paid our mayor jenny durkin's home a visit her neighborhood a visit and guess what within a couple of days you get chop slash chaz cleared out game over Move on, people. Move on, violent rioters. Go down to Portland. And in Portland, it's been contained for 56 days to a couple of block radius that fronts to the federal buildings. That's what you got going on. People still want to live in Seattle. It's a beautiful city. Portland, a beautiful, beautiful city. Hotel I was, I was, I was staying at last weekend to cover the riots. 
was about four blocks. It's about a two block outside of where the riots were. And it fronted onto the views I had were amazing from my, I think it was 10th floor hotel room. We we're staying at the Marriott, Marriott waterfront in Portland. Beautiful views overlooking um, the Willamette River. And beyond that was Mount Hood. I mean, it's right there. I mean, it's a picturesque setting. And then you go a couple of blocks over and you've got this nightly chaos of the violent rioters throwing stuff at the federal officers and those federal buildings trying to be protected by all these secret police who aren't really so secret. Um, that's what you've got going on. So a lot of people in Seattle are like, yeah, I'm still going to live here because it's still a great city and we really like it. And for the most part, for 99.999% of the population here in Seattle, we're not dealing on a daily basis with all the nonsense you see in the media. That's just not happening. We're selling homes. I spent yesterday looking at a home that is, I want to say it is seven blocks away from CHOP. Is that right? Yep, it's on 20th Avenue East and CHOP is at 13th Avenue East is the furthest east. It starts at Broadway, which is about 10th Avenue East to the west. And so on the eastern end of CHOP, you're at 13th, 13th to 20th Avenue where our home was. And maybe we're a couple of blocks north of CHOP, but not by much. By seven, seven blocks away, nice neighborhood. And our home is a fixer. And that's probably going to go on. It probably needs a couple hundred grand, 250 grand of renovation. It's a, it's a great stucco kind of Tudor styled home. We're probably going to list that for somewhere around 1.3 million. And I wouldn't be surprised if that got run up to like 1.5 million. It's got an unfinished basement, three bedroom, two and a half bath, 3,000 square feet total, 2,000 square feet of above grade, 1,000 square feet of unfinished basement. I think those are the numbers. Maybe it's 2,700 square feet total, something like that. I looked at the tax records the other day, um, and I can't be sure. But it's a super nice street. Homes being renovated up and down the, the road. And guess what? People are not selling those homes. So when that hits the market at 1.3 for a fixer, it's going to get sold. We're going to have, a, I think it's a five-day uh, period between when we put it on, let people do some pre-inspections if they want to. But that bad boy is going to sell over list price, guaranteed. It's going to sell over $1.3 And that's because there's such demand for here for housing. And people think, oh, no, all of your homes are never going to sell. You're going to have a lot of short sales because of what's happening in CHOP. In a normal city and maybe a normal town, that would be true because you've got such little areas. But seven blocks away, that's, a, that's just under a half mile, right? City block is 16 blocks. Uh, uh, 16 blocks in the city is one mile. So for every four blocks, you've got a quarter mile. We are about a half mile away from CHOP at 20th Avenue East with our listing. That's, it's not going to be impacted at all. The whole CHOP thing, it's going to have zero impact. People want to live there. They love the Seattle lifestyle. They're like, all right, as long as I'm not living right in CHOP, um, we're going to be good. So that's what's going on. People are viewing Seattle as a likely destination. But at this point in time, many more homeowners are leaving Seattle than they're moving in. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Homes in the Seattle metro area, which includes Bellevue and Everett, sold for a median price of $615,000 in the second quarter of 2020. That seems cheap, but there are some areas in Everett that are very affordable. You might average like three hundred and fifty dollars So that's why that $615,000 
kind of gets ratcheted down. So, um, and the report, this report is based on a sample of more than 1 million Redfin users who searched for homes across 87 metro areas in the second quarter of 2020, excluding searches unlikely to proceed an actual relocation or home purchase. How do they know that? How do they know uh, this person's just getting on there? Maybe it's frequency of what you're doing online. Because guess what? Every company that's got a website, they track that data because that's where these statistics are coming from. They know what you're doing. They know where you want to move. They know where you're thinking about moving. So keep that in mind when you're doing your searches. Um, but yeah, people moving out, but there's still people moving in. Seattle's still a great place to live. We've just had a lot of chaos. And I think a lot of people have it in their minds. Oh, no, don't want to have another chop. People get murdered there and they do. But Seattle's always had some social turmoil. Portland, the same thing. I think Portland even more so right now. So we're living through a difficult time. But I'm here to tell you that real estate is still super hot in Seattle. And it's even more so more hot in the suburbs, because people are moving out of the city of Seattle. And they're going to the suburban areas because they don't want to be near the hot zones. They don't want to have to wear a gas proof mask like this because that's just not what they want to be doing. But I'll wear one, and I'm holding, for those of you on the podcast, I am holding up my new um, gas mask. I've got two dual 3M filters. I'm going to fit this to my face, and I'm going to wear this at my next um, violet, my next violent riot, because I seem to be going to those fairly often. So, But thank you for everybody who sent me in. Uh, Hey, I hope you get a gas mask because you probably shouldn't be inhaling that. For those of you who sent um, links to stuff on um, Amazon, hey, get this one. Appreciate all the well wishes. People saying, hey, uh, you need to be running a GoPro at your six so you can see kind of what's going on or at least have footage of what's going on because people are watching my videos of, of the chop stuff and the Portland stuff going, oh, there's some pretty wild people that are checking you out. And they are. That's what you get at a violent riot. That's what happens. Um, but don't worry. A gas mask will protect me. Probably going to use my red climbing hat, my red REI mountaineering helmet, um, so that when projectiles are thrown at me or when there is a, what is it, a non-lethal... Um, weapon is shot at me, maybe by the feds, who knows. But if I'm in an area that's a hot zone and there are riot, there's a riot going on, if I get hit in the head by the feds, it's because I deserve it. If I get, get tear gassed, it's because I'm in an area that is, um, it's a hot zone. And if you get tear gassed, you get tear gassed. Seeing the mayor of Portland yesterday, oh, I got tear gassed. It was horrible. You, know, you got tear gassed because you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be there. If you want to be safe, go home. Don't go to a riot. That's not where you want to be. So um, that is it for my story here on Redfin. But look to see more transition in areas where people are moving in, uh, out, uh, into, moving out of, because we've got this wild transition going on with our workforce, I believe. That's what I'm thinking. I've already seen it with the office space, more companies spreading out, taking up more office space because they need to socially distance, especially for the next year or two. I think we're in this for another year or two. Initially, I said it was going to go for like six weeks. Those predictions were incorrect. Fake news, false. Fact checking on my some of my old videos 
probably doesn't look great because I spewed a lot of stuff that made no sense because those were my predictions at the time and that's what I wanted to see. That's kind of what a lot of predictions are, aren't they? It's what people want to see. So that is it for this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. But as we have more data, as we have more statistics on what's really going on with our market here, I will share with you those here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Love to have you subscribe, hit the notification bell. So each time we release a video, you get notified, hit the like for this video, share it with your friends. We're an independent media company, uh, alongside Summit Properties Northwest and Reynolds and Klein Appraisal and the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We do this all independently. We are corporate sponsored, but my, my two companies, that's our only sponsorship. So to have you guys share the content, get it out there. YouTube will promote it. We get paid more. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Client Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. Thanks again. Have a good one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.